Check, check, one, two, three. All right, welcome to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. We have a food for thought episode where Sean and I give you pretty much the answers to life. So listen up. Welcome back to the Max Effort Kitchen Podcast. I am your host, Chef Matt, joined with the tallest host in the world, Mr. Sean John (laughs) Thornton. What's up, (laughs) Matt? Flat format. (laughs) What? (laughs) Flat format. I like that. Was it it flat floor mat or flat flat format? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It could be flat floor mat. I know. That's why well, I like that better. Yeah, I mean, Matt, flat floor mat. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, the way my name is spelled, it fits really well. <laughs> so, oh. Fat the fat floor mat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I got to say, our last show, I, I, I listened back to it and it had some really good stuff and it hit really current. So, um, Everybody out there, thanks for listening to that show because I've got a lot of good feedback from it. And I had a couple people reach oh, yeah. out to me and when they were like, really? Oh yeah. They reached out on, on Instagram and they were like, man, we've, you know, you said something in the, in the show about like hearing kind of behind the scenes. I've never even heard anything, anybody in an, in an organization or corporation talk like that. And I was like, and all I said to him back was thanks. I said, uh, you know, this is just what we do on a daily basis, and we're just having that same conversation off air too. So, you know, it was it was pretty cool. I don't know, right on. Yeah, got some <laughs> listeners. I and, I, and I was like, the advertisement that started at the beginning of the show was American Express. Was that what it was? Yeah, I I don't know about those. Like, they just tack them on. Like, I don't have any control okay. on that, and I'm like. Okay. Where are these coming from? All I've asked them to do is stay away from the political ones um, because there are some that are like, you know, they'll they'll steer straight towards a specific political party or person. And I'm like, that's so far away from what we're doing here. So let's just keep it away from that. Um, it's like $500,000 in the bank, too, right away, too, yeah. right? Yeah. You're, Something. You're advertisement. Yeah. You're getting rich. You're getting rich, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my son heard that saying the other day, and I'm just like, do not, bro, no, let's not get there. Let's not go there. <laughs> um, We've been doing a thing where it's like, talk about rich, but like, you can be rich with anything. You could be, you could be rich with happiness. Yeah. Yep. You could be... Um, you know, it's not really a financial thing. I know that's get used, but it's really about like how you feel in your life in a way. Like uh, uh, rich with happiness, rich with positivity. Yeah, uh, life rich is yeah. what I like to call that. Like, yeah, it's like I'm rich with I'm rich in life. You know, so it was funny. We're sitting around uh, <laughs> sitting around the lunch table, and it was me and uh, you know our our boss and. Uh, one other person was sitting there. I forget who it was. And I was telling a story about over the weekend, I had a really good friend or on Monday, actually, or Sunday, I don't know, one day I had a good friend over for dinner. And, you know, those of you who know me know I have like this so- weird social anxiety, but um, didn't it, you know, I was talking about the story about how I, you know, kind of got through that. And it wasn't that big of a deal because of who he was and all that. And, and then I was like, yeah, I go, I was out there show out in the garage, like, kind of showing him the gym and everything. And he goes, he goes, man, you, may, you must make a bucket of money. 
And I was like, no, I don't make a bucket of money. And I look over at my boss. I'm like, but I, I make enough. I mean, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, you always make more money. I know. That's part of the problem. Well, but... it, it is. But, but then again, you know, I think there's a, a, there's a quality to what you said about being rich in life. And I think there's that, that um, highlights the separation between like, um, you know, uh, physical things versus things you can do right like i can go out and buy something versus go to the park and have a good time with with the kids like it's kind of those things but those things are actually better i mean i think like there's there's times where getting something that you want is nice but yeah in the end what do you think about in your past you i mean you think about the moment that you had right you think about the time you did this but it's not like I mean, I don't really buy much stuff, but it's not like I remember when I bought that Zelda game and I played it for <laughs> 200 hours. See, and this is why whenever you're like, I bought this and it's so much fun, I will always take your opinion on that because I know that like you're, I mean, uh, frugal. Is that the right word? I mean, I guess I'm frugal, but I also make mistakes. I mean, I gave Raph Rara. I mean, <laughs> Bro, that means the whole. That's a whole different ball game. I one thousand percent support supporting an artist. Like you see what I I mean. I'm always like talking about him. Like that dude needs more props. Like I mean, he gets a lot, but at the same point, like why not support something that you believe in? I mean, yeah, I think it's growing too. I I I don't know if it is, but I feel like it is. It's hard to tell because being on like being on Twitter or or Instagram, there's a little bit more advertisement aspect. I mean, he's showcasing media things that he's doing. I mean, he's really working hard this year, and yeah. we know why. He's trying to get that plot of land. Yeah, and yeah. He's really working hard, and but that's what we do. It's the same thing in your job or in my job. Right. I mean, what is the goal for? Foundation, shelter, stability. Yeah. And I think for an artist, it's hella hard. And to be, like, real rich and famous, it's even harder um, and I don't even know what goes along with being rich and famous. I don't even understand that, but, uh, I really like his like a hundred percent buying the independent. It's like, exactly. I like that. Well, it's like, it, I touch everything that goes that yeah. the stuff that I bought, he packaged, he touched it. He put it in there. Yep. He did it all. Yep. And there's something really cool about that. There's also, um, a very uh, humbling thing about him and that I've kind of, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I tested it, but I just wanted to see like, you know, I tag him, make a video for him, like wearing his t-shirt, boom, see what he does. I can tell you that I've done this with other people that um, aren't as uh, famous um, and they, I don't get the time of day with them. But he took the time to, to actually not only send me a, a, a message on the private part, just being like saying thanks for the support, but he messaged on my, my actual page. And I thought that was really freaking cool. Like yeah, that shows so how grounded he is, right? <laughs> yeah. I saw that and I was like, hell fucking yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah it's, legit. Dude. it's legit. Like you yeah. have just secured a fan for life because you've done that. And like, yeah. 
you know, like I said, I've reached out to people, and this is crazy because I've reached out to people in the weightlifting world that are not even famous. I could tell you a name and you would not even know who this person is and I get ghosted. And it's like, right. at what point, like, are you taking your craft and you're not realizing that, like, and maybe in the artist factor, you, you kind of need the fans and you don't, maybe don't in the weightlifting factor. I get that separation. But the same point, like, I don't know, dude. You just if you're gonna be that way, just be genuine. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a weird subject, right? It is weird. I mean, everything's different. Like, I mean, if you get shouted out, like basketball players, which I'm really down right now. The Cavs got smoked by the Celtics. That ah, sucks. But that does suck. Uh, Kevin Durant is all over social media, and he will respond to you at time. Like you, but the thing is, he's getting millions of comments and every once in a while he calls somebody out and argues with them on twitter i really <laughs> like like that shit yeah it's like it's like standing up for your craft you know you you're saying something you're talking shit that's a hard thing to hear for one but i mean you gotta have thick ass skin when you're at that level i agree because you're on the stage you're being seen everyone's analyzing everything you do i mean you and i've been talking a little bit about uh getting feedback about our our own jobs and how we're doing. That was mm-hmm. just a small, that's been a subject lately. And I mean, when you're an athlete, you're on blast on blast. And they're breaking down. Yeah. And in weightlifting too, I imagine yeah. it's like, they're breaking down everything you do. Absolutely. And they're talking about your body, <laughs> you know, and your, your pitfalls. Yeah. And they'll say some mean ass shit. Unsolicited too. And I love how Kevin Durant just like, is out there putting himself out there willing to get in an argument on Twitter. I love that. I think it says a lot about the artist or athlete or you know, whatever you want to call these people. Like, you know, it, it says a lot when they're willing to actually have the conversation or defend themselves because, um, you know, there's one thing to be said about just ignoring negativity. Um, but then there's another thing to be said about like actually paying attention to what's going on around you and just being aware of your surroundings and like, you know, I think in most situations, people can learn from things. Now, if somebody's just being outlandishly like harsh on somebody, it's still an opportunity to be like, hey, bro, like, sorry that, you know, rift your chill, but like, give me a break. <laughs> this is yeah. why I did this, you know? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, I know. I it's It's tough out there. And that's why, I mean, that's the, I guess what we were kind of talking about is, is social media in general. Yeah. And when, when is the, you know, there, there's a lot of negativity. There's great thick stuff on there too. I mean, rap Ferreira like is out there doing nothing, but like he's, he's showcasing his art. You're showing it, you're getting positivity from him. It's, it's amazing. I also showed you a few of his texts where he's clapping back at people for asking questions that yeah. he wants, you know, and, but that's his right. You know, like, why is it that expensive? That's why it's that expensive. You know, it's, yeah. like I do this. This is an art. And I think like we were talking to Felix about it and he's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like hanging an art piece up. Yeah. It's like, that's what you're, that's what you're getting at. Cause that is also really expensive. Absolutely. But, um, but social media can be really dangerous. And I, I guess that's, I have questions for you about that because, um, I mean, there's been a lot of research coming out lately about, um, especially with younger girls, like mm-hmm. um, a lot of depression, 
uh, a lot of signs of uh, just like really struggling and uh, having a hard time in school because of it, being down on themselves about it, feeling like they're uh, isolated. And, uh, you know, a lot of it is from social media and the filters on pictures. So not everything looks too perfect. Yeah. Uh, you can easily bully people in the dark. Yep. I hear that like Snapchat, what I was reading about, it was real bad about that because it goes away. Yeah, it disappears. Yeah, I mean, how are you handling you that? At, how, how are you handling that at your house? What, do, what, is, what are you up to? Well, I mean, we, we don't expose our kids to, uh, we have not exposed them to social media on their own level. And what I mean by that is like, you know, just kind of like what you were talking about, like Alana will see some like, you know, fun dog things and she'll show Jackson like, Hey, just check this out. Or they'll look at like animal pictures or like, um, you know, Maddie, Maddie watches YouTube. She's does, she doesn't interact on, on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, there, there was a hot second when she, when I let her be, she was on this. Um, it was like, it was supposed to be the TikTok for kids called likey. Um, but it was just as bad mm-hmm. as TikTok, and we ended up just deleting it off because, I mean, like it was just like younger girls doing the same thing. And I'm like, no, this is not okay. And so we deleted it. Um, you know, Maddie watches a lot of uh, YouTube, and there it, that is highly uh, scrutinized by both Alana and I because, and we're, like I told you uh, yesterday, we're, we're actually contemplating taking it off because they're like, she'll watch this cheerleading show where the, the, the head cheerleading coach is just constantly yelling at the kids. And I'm just like, for one, I don't like this woman's voice, so I don't like hearing it too. It's just a bunch of negativity. And, and is that the example I want my daughter to see of what a sport is, is a coach just yelling at the athlete, trying them to get them to do better? No. I, on the other side of things, you know, I, I like to I like to tote the line, and I'm and I'm very open about this because I think that there's an there's a there's a line in which you protect your kids a little bit too much um, to where they don't get um, to deal with adversity, and I think they're dealing with plenty of adversity at school. Um, like Maddie, you know, when she goes to school. She has her phone, but her phone is, is, uh, put actually, she has a, like a, a box with one of her teachers and all of her like, you know, personal items is put in that box. Now she has the phone and she can get it if she needs it in an emergency, but that's the only reason why she takes it to school. She gets home. We have certain, you know, we have certain guidelines she has to follow. Um, outside of that, like there's not much social media exposure, Unless it's by one of us showing them a video on on ours, and mm-hmm. you know, it's tough. I like to sit there and tell you, like, oh, we have specific hours we watch it, but we don't. It's pretty sporadic, and I think that we could be in, we could probably improve. Um, but at the end of the day, like, we we don't want to expose them to that because of the negativity that is that is brought. From, you know, social media, there's a lot of negativity and, uh, you know, you do have to have a thick skin, even if you're not in the spotlight, like, you know, down to, and here's an, here's a real basic problem, right? Down to posting a picture and not getting any likes. What does that trigger in a kid's brain? Oh yeah. It's a big problem. And I, that's why I like, I wouldn't, I'm not mentally capable of handling that. If I was 
in 20, like I was, I was growing up in, in at the age that you would maybe get on the internet was 1993. Yeah. I would not be mentally capable Heck if no. that just showed up in my nope. lap. Absolutely. Because, not. um, you're already, especially in a middle school age, you're dealing with a lot. You're kind of like a little out of control. You are going, your mind is racing. You've got a lot of energy and what your peers say or think about you is making you thrive. And if you don't get something or get taught by your parents that that doesn't matter or they're un, not in tune with it, you can find yourself in, in a really tough spot. Yeah. And like at an adult, I think it's funny not having any likes. Like I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't have any friends on Instagram. That's right. Cause that's who I am. And that's funny. Yeah. I like to be like, let me count my, how many, let me count my friends with one hand, you know, like that's me. I'm comfortable with that. That's what makes me thrive. Right. You know, like I don't want acquaintances. Acquaintances make me feel overwhelmed. You want a couple friends that yep. you feel fulfilled by. Absolutely. But when you're younger, you don't know that about yourself yet. No, I don't and think so. That's hard. Like, unless you got like parents really breaking it down and getting you to figure yourself out, but you're going to sway from what your parents say all the time. Yeah. I think not getting a like hurts. I mean, I think if you felt beautiful and then somebody says some shit about you, mm-hmm. I think that hurts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's and that's a, why there's already so much pressure on girls and women in the first place. Yeah. That's intense. Well, you know, when we were growing up, it was the magazines, right? Like, that's what was presenting what a quote unquote um, attractive female should look like. Um, <clears throat> and it's a, and it's unfortunate. Because that's not at all what it, what an attractive an attractive female is all based off of their partner and you know or whatever you know it, it, right. But, but you trying, saw that magazine for a few minutes in a day, right? But yeah. with the phone and the social media, you can take a look at that any second. You got you got a tick, open up Instagram, hundred percent. A quirk, got downtime, open up Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Open up Twitter. Where are my comments? Yep. Where are my comments? Yep. Uh, and it's I'm scared of it. Yeah, I, I've said for, you know, for a while now, I've been really like having this <clears throat> big dream and fantasy that like we wake up one day and social media just crashes. I, I just don't think it'll ever happen. Um, but there's the idea that there's too much information out there and too much ability for people to have contact with other people. You know, think about like when we were that age, you know. We didn't know what was going on, you know, uh, at a, after a basketball game, you know, we didn't, there was no opportunity for that, that basketball player to hear their fans talking smack, you know? Yeah. And, uh, like, think about it. Okay. You remember when, uh, oh, I, I think it was the brawl at the, at the row. I forget what oh, it's called. Yeah. Think about oh, if there yeah. was social the media yeah. then. I mean, and there might've been like Facebook, might might've been really early then. I know YouTube was there because that's probably how I watched it. Um, but uh, I don't know. But that that was that was a huge moment. I mean, that was all over ESPN. And that was the thing about that though is that was more than a twenty four hour news cycle. That was weeks and weeks. Yeah. So I don't know where that goes now because things are rapidly changing any moment. But 
that was intense. Think about And there was some shit said about those athletes. Oh yeah. And there's some really good documentaries about that. I, They're I, like Yeah. I mean, they were wrong in a way, but what was actually happening and how it was covered and how they were being talked about was also wrong. Yeah, I mean I mean, I don't know Malice about you. Malice in the palace. Malice, Malice in the, the palace. palace. Good one. Nice yeah. call. Um and I, you know, uh when 9/11 hit, how I don't know about you, but I watched it. I watched CNN for days. Like it was like yeah. it was a, it was a bit of an obsession watching CNN or watching whatever news had it on. And I just remembered yeah. I can I did pick seven yeah, seven hundred WLW. <laughs> I, I do I'm... not know what that is, but that is some Ohio <laughs> shit right there. Dude. <laughs> Holy crap. Represent. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, that was awesome. Um, but I, you know, I have this picture in my head about where I was when I was watching it. And like, there were probably 12 people in this apartment living room and we were all just like staring at the TV and nobody was saying anything. So take that and times it by 25 and say, that's what social media would have done. And thank God we didn't have it then. Right. So what's happening now is so any like that huge explosion and what was it like Baru? I can't remember what it was, but it was a, a major explosion. Uh, it was because of like um, fertilizer catching on fire and then yeah. it, it exploded. But like that's being recorded by cell phones. Mm -hmm. And so we're all looking at a TV. We're listening to the radio on 9-11. But now everybody is looking at their cell phones and watching other people's views of the event. Yeah. And that's a huge different experience. It sure. really is. You know, I, I was watching a video on Instagram about a car sliding down. Like uh, it was icy. It was sliding down a hill. Couldn't stop. And I, and I looked at Alana. I was like, this is crap. And she goes, what? And she's like watching the car. And she's like, oh my gosh, that, how scary is that? And I was like, no, look at the people on the side of the road just filming. They're just standing there filming. How, if you're in that car and you see somebody filming you, I, I don't know about you, but I'd be, I'd be pretty angry. I'd be like, help, do Dude. something. Like throw a board on the road or something. Not that they could probably like stop a car, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like you see that a lot where people will just pop out their phone and it's, I mean, it's social media driven, you know, I, it's it really tough. Is. It's tough. But I do want to go back to what you said is like, you don't want to completely remove it because then your, your kid gets ostracized for not having it. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point, like your daughter's 12, you said, right? Uh, she's 13. Yeah. 13. Yeah. Okay. At some point it's going to become a reality. I know it is. And so then it just has to be. It has to be critical thinking. It's got to be key. Well, and I, a, attention as much attention as you can to make them always feel positive. Yeah, or, and you know, make them know that there's so much love in the air. You know, be comfortable enough to talk to me. It's interesting because, like, you know, think back to when when you were a kid, and I don't know if you were like this, but I know I was. That like, I listened to my dad, and I listened um, to what he said, and and the things, and and the lessons. I didn't necessarily retain them. And like, as a parent, I think about that a lot. Like how, how can I get my daughter to retain the, this? Because, um, she's going to be, you know, put pictures of herself on there and she, she will get 
negative feedback. And that's just kind of, unfortunately, the reality of the situation. It will happen at some point, right? So how yeah. do I protect her from it or do I let it happen? And then, and then, and then we like come all on the other side of it and say, all right, how did this make you feel? Talk about it, be open, transparent, you know, and let in a way guide her to, to how she's going to feel, not tell her how to feel, not give her the feelings, but you know, kind of softly guide her on, well, how did this make you feel? Okay. Well, what would you do in this situation? If this was a friend, how would you react? You know, like throwing all types of perceptions out there. I think that's, that's probably how I, I will assess it. I will be very, just like right now, you know, I, Alana and I check her text messages once a week. And I would say out of the text messages that she has, there's maybe one or two that I'm questioning her about. And they're not like horrible, but they're just like, hey, the tone in this sounds a little weird. Is, was everything all right with Olivia? And, you know, she'll be like, yeah, it was fine. Everything's good. Okay. Explain this situation. And she'll tell me and, and it's, it's done. Okay, cool. Let's move on. Maybe have those conversations in person because, you know, having them in text, you just can't, you can't dictate tone. You can't dictate, um, joking versus not joking. Somebody could take it wrong. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really complicated. It's really complicated. Yeah. I, I fear it. I fear it. Right. I mean, a lot. We would just hang out with your friends in person mm -hmm. and you would just have fun. Yeah. You just but, get made fun of in front of your face. <laughs> yeah. Now Which you, is actually now better, you, you know, I mean, I yeah. Know. I mean, really like you could have a whole bunch of friends and rarely see them. Yeah. You know, like actually get together I mean, boys will be boys. I had, you know, like friends with boys. We would really do dumb shit. Yeah. Dumb and shit's going to happen. That's really cool. Yeah, dumb shit's good. You know, as long as it's <laughs> not, you know, a crime. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, mooning and <laughs> yeah, throwing right. eggs. You know. <laughs> just, hey, just... is toilet papering houses out? Is that, like, no longer a thing? I don't know. I mean, I listen, last summer I saw a house got uh, TP'd. And oh, you did? I, and I okay. kind of, in, in our neighborhood, and I kind of laughed at it. I thought it was a hell funny. yeah, that's yeah. still a thing. <laughs> it's still, so it's still a thing. <laughs> I haven't seen much egg throwing, I will say that. But... Um, I did see a toilet paper or a house get toilet paper. That and that was kind of uh, that kind of brought me back a little bit. <laughs> There's this one where you like put baloney on the hood of a car <laughs> in the hot sun without them knowing, <laughs> and they come and pull it off. And there's like this like sort of ring. <laughs> oh, do we used to do pranks like that in high school, where like we, you know, one group of like the my group of friends versus like another group in high school, and like. You know, one time we, we this guy parked out by the wood shop, and we just basically covered his car with sawdust. And yeah, he, like completely covered in a mound of sawdust. And then um, what I got back with that was they poured motor oil on my windshield. I don't know if you. Oh, that doesn't come off. <laughs> Let me just say that. Ooh, that's <laughs> that dark. Come off. But see, those yeah. are the things that, like, I mean, roughly harmless, right? Like, you know, kind of maybe destroying some pro property, but at the same point, like, you know, if you're in high school where I went to high school, you're probably driving a pretty shitty car. So yeah, not a big deal, but they're fun pranks and they're not hurting my ego. They're not making me feel bad about myself, bringing on depression, anxiety, or anything like that. 
At least now they the didn't. prank is being videotaped too. Correct. Which is weird. Yeah. Because then you're on, then you're seen, and then it can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Then, then it turns into something else. Then it turns into a criminal case. Then it turns into not harmless pranking amongst kids. It's more of a serious matter. Yeah, oh, so maybe, maybe in some ways that's better because, I, I don't know, I mean, like the prank aspect always kind of sucks. We all did it, but right. there's like it's like a power move. It is. It's when someone is defenseless. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because like Steffi like hakes isn't like a really big prank person and doesn't mm-hmm. like to be scared because mm-hmm. she thinks it's like it's like harassment <laughs> you know? it's like invading space i mean like, i don't know there's something kind of funny about scaring the shit out of somebody yeah no i i get it so uh, on that note there's something i do and and it's i don't i don't think it's borderline but some people might think it's borderline uh creepy is that like you know every night i go take a walk right and I, I walk around the neighborhood and it's like usually like a 15 to 30 minute walk, just depending on the night and weather, or whatever. When I come back, <laughs> I will go stand by the window by the TV where I know they're sitting and I'll just stand there until somebody sees me <laughs> or I'll walk in the door like so quiet yeah. and, and just stand there and wait till they see me. And, um, and it scares the crap out of them. Now I'm not, you know, part of me is like, yeah, I think it's funny and it's a prank and we all kind of laugh about it afterwards. But I'm like, you guys need to be more aware <laughs> like, of what's happening around our house. <laughs> like, come on. I shouldn't sit here for 15 minutes staring at you when I'm like four feet away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Luden well, like yeah, will like hide in the most obvious spot. <laughs> like I'll be taking a shower in the morning. He comes into the room, gets into the bed. And you can uh, you can kind of see him, or I know it's happening now. And I walk out, and he just goes, he just gets up, and he's like, "Boo!" <laughs> I'm like, yeah, cool, you got me, you got me good. I he think, does it all the time. I think there's morning. there's definitely a fun, like, uh, playful thing that can go away with that. But yeah, you're. I think Steffi does have a point where it can get a little bit like startling and invading in space, but. Like like with Luden, like that that's some fun stuff, right? You guys are bonding over that. Oh, stuff. it's cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have I have a laugh about it. Yeah. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you got me good. Yeah, yeah. Now I I know because like the kids will come, like I'll come home and the kids will be like hiding, and it's funny because I can. Maddie is the worst at hide and seek because she'll sit there and, and giggle the whole time. <laughs> like I know I know where she's at, and I you, know, you got to play dumb and and same thing jumps out boo and i'm like oh my gosh you got me you know again i think we're just talking about like things that are like pretty harmless fun which is not the opposite you know social media i think brings a lot of different realms uh to situations it brings opportunity um it brings the ability to uh maybe uh for an artist that is afraid um to really release their stuff. They could, you know, build account and release it and see what happens. You know, it brings the ability to connect with people. Um, but I think that it's been, Mm -hmm. it's been abused and unfortunately it's grown too big to be looked at as a full on positive thing. Yeah. I I think it's, I think overall there's a lot of stuff about, I think staring at the screen and stopping your life. I think cycling through things so quickly, 
I know that if I use my phone too much, I feel exhausted from it. Mm -hmm. It's like you're like find yourself in a tunnel and you lift your head up and you got to like shake it off. Yeah. Um, And I've been like really conscious to like quit looking at some of the things so frequently and just like focus on like, I mean, I have my phone for work. Right. And to text my family and call my wife and talk to Hazel, who has ways of communicating on an iPad via text. So it's like, I think, uh, I mean, that's what it's for. I don't want to use it for anything else. I don't want to play games on it. Yeah. I don't want to, I just, I just like, I, it makes me feel very overwhelmed and I have like a nervous twitch and I, you know, like I could use a fidget spinner or something like that because it's like when you're sitting there doing nothing, mm-hmm. it's like, you just want to touch your phone. Yep. It's like, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm always at work. I'm like, okay, here we go. Like I'm holding my phone. I'm talking to you, but I'm holding my phone being prepared for any other things. And then I'm, <laughs> then what am I going to do? Yeah. Then I'm going to try and talk to you and text at the same time. Yeah. I mean, this is like, that's actually some feedback. No one ever tells me, but I know it's a problem. You're like, dude, whenever you're talking to me, you'll like text someone at the same time. I think about that a lot with myself. I think it's pretty common uh, to be honest with you. And yeah, I think it's that, common. So they don't know, but it's yeah. a problem. Yeah. It's a big problem. Like I will con- like, okay. So a situation happened yesterday where like Alana and I are sitting down, we're eating dinner, we're having a conversation, nothing crazy, like not like a fight or anything, but we're just having a conversation about like, you know, the, the upcoming week and stuff like that. And my phone is sitting there and I get a phone call and it's a work phone call. And I'm like, I'm not going to answer that because we are talking um, and they can, you know, this person can leave a message and I'll see. And then a text message with this person, another person comes up and then it's two, three, four, five. And I'm like, the angst is building in me, which has taken away from what, you know, me and my wife just sitting there having a, a conversation, a nightly conversation, like that feeling right there is so debilitating. It's and yeah. people probably are listening and be like, well, yeah, move your phone. Don't you know? Get it, put your phone somewhere where you can't see it. In our line yeah. of work, it's a lot easier said than done. In in it really is. Let's just say in this timeline or in this lifetime right now, it's a lot easier said than done. It really is. I mean, yeah, and I don't know if people would understand it. It's like I I'm focusing on this moment. I will get back to you when this moment is over. And I mean, culturally you can do that at like, it could stop from the tart top down. Like we, we've kind of talked about this before. Like, where does, where does it start? Where did it start that where you work expectations are, were immediate communication, immediate yeah. response. Yeah. And in the restaurant field and you can, it's a big deal. Customer recovery is huge. Right. Customer retention is huge. Yep. The quicker you are at it, the better you feel about retaining the guest. Well, the it gives delay you the edge too. Might, it gives you the edge. Yeah. And I think that that's true. But then there has to be a balance. There needs to be a sign-off time. And I think that it's better than ever where we work. Um, yeah, And I'm I appreciative agree. of that. Yeah. And that's something definitely for other restaurant employees to think about mm-hmm. is – define the timeline of the importance and also you could check it out you can read it flag it how yeah. serious it is it? Yep. is it you know like yeah. structure out your 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 like importance level figure it out and get back and also i think it's okay to send somebody i'm busy right now you know i was 
there's like think about going to see a movie in a theater, which I don't do enough, and I want to go do. I want to see Cocaine Bear or something like that. <laughs> and yes, but I'm also like afraid to not be available for two hours without an RL. Oh wow! So, well, we we have a coworker that will out. actually do that. I, I don't know if you re, if you remember he, he did he hasn't done it in a while, but you know he'll be like going into a movie. And yeah. you're kind of like, yeah. oh, uh, okay, did, okay did, you didn't need to tell us that. But, if, but at that some point, I see why he's doing it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing think, with restaurants. It's funny. We have hours, but it's kind of like 24-7. It, it's, it's almost infuriating to hear what, I, like what we're talking about right now, which is that we cannot walk into a movie theater, watch a movie for two hours without feeling angst about something we're going to miss within our career or our job because and that's yeah yeah at the end of the day we both know and i know you know this i know this i try to remind myself of this is that there is nothing there are there's probably one percent of things that could happen that need my attention right now in this moment um there are probably like 10 percent that need my attention within five minutes and so on right but for our own angst and our own ability to relax, like that immediate disable of whatever is coming in by, by responding is like crucial. And I, it's frustrating. Right. And so then move that into teenage youth. Yes. That move is- that into mm. that stage of your life where you want to like, you want positive comments you want to feel great and our culture and our world is moving so fast. There must be a high level of anxiety to be on social media as a teenager. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's, if we could, I, I really believe that there's, there's so much more of this conversation that we're, we're not even touching on. And, and that's probably a good thing because uh, there's a lot you know, and I heard I heard some, a bunch of stuff about uh, on another podcast today about the same thing. They were more referring to the cancel culture in uh, in uh, social media, which is also a, a a problem on both sides of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, what we're talking about is the the social ability of a teenager and how yeah. disabling that social media can be. Yeah, I mean, where's your confidence level? Uh, do you have low confidence? Do you, I mean, are you, are you having a hard time in school? Do you have ADHD? Do you know, like these, these things, and then you couple it with how you communicate with people and how everybody can see what you communicate, how you communicate. But I know that there's teenagers got a strong pair on the shoulders. I know there's teenagers that know how to like, yeah, go through it. This is not everybody. No, this isn't there. I mean, the report is that there's a good amount of depression in young girls right now, yeah. but it's not everyone. Yeah. So we got to figure out why it works for some people and why it doesn't. But it's definitely about balance. It and is. Balance is, is I, it's such a balance is a a simple thing to do but is a very hard thing to do, to accomplish. Especially when you're a teenager and you're trying you want so much out of the world. Yeah. Absolutely. You're also like you don't have any control. No control on Everybody anything. controls everything you do. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, yes, you no, don't do this. Don't do that. Yes, do this. Come home with this time. Yep. You can't drive anywhere yourself. 
I make all your food for you. Yep. You know? I think it's generally why my kids get mad, especially Luden, is like, because he doesn't have control. I tell him when it's done. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. Do you think there's ever, make- ever a time that you could not tell him that? Like, would you, what, where would your head be at if you were like, okay, I'm going to get like, you know, maybe a Sunday from like 10 o'clock to one o'clock. And you're like, I'm just going to let him make his own decisions. Well, yeah. He's just going to watch 44 cats. Whatever <laughs> that show's called. <laughs> oh man. Also, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, sure. But it's like, you got to It's like on a snow when, when we had COVID weeks ago, it was yeah. sort of like, it, it's just going to be like whatever the fuck it is. Right. And that was kind of like that. And I, you know, that, it just is what it is. It was a lot of, a lot of television. Yeah. That's what kids like. Well, I think parents now uh, that we need to be more involved than ever. And, you know, each parent is going to parent their own way and no, and I'm not here to tell any parent how to do things, you know, just be there for your kids, I guess is the, my only really about yeah, message. love and trust. Yeah. Believe in them. Yeah. Do whatever you can to make them confident and tell you something. Yeah. It's hard, though, because I know my parents were good parents, but I, I definitely did not. It's just like what you said. I, I mean, I would listen to what they would say, but would I retain it? Would I still try and do something behind their back? Yeah. yeah. Like I think that's just what happens. Um, we can't control everything. But like yeah. you said, love, support, you know, give them opportunity. And, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, it's such a tough <laughs> it's a it, it's a tough one. But because you you just can't control everything. And. That's, that's yeah. as a parent, that's the hard part. And as the child, that's the hard part. <laughs> so, all right. We are 41 minutes in. <laughs> that could have taken a turn <laughs> for another 41 minutes. But um, we kind of got away from the idea of bringing music. And I, and I think the last time I said, uh, Sean, pick a song. So... Um, and I put your song on there. Did you want to talk about that song at all? Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, so Korean town oddity is LA based and this song, no lores means, I think it's like no tears, no cry. Yeah. Basically. But yeah. the song is, I, I don't know why I'm finding it motivating right now because it's not necessarily good because you're supposed to like hide your emotion and just like trudge through it. Hmm. But um, like, don't show them that you're sad. Keep your head up. Keep grinding. <laughs> I uh, think, yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's no, I was me. just, just going <laughs> to say, dude, I was like, that's you, Sean. <laughs> like, you're really good at, at not showing emotion and not showing that something has, has bothered you. And, and like, we've talked about this before and, and, I am the exact opposite. I wear my emotions on my sleeve most time of the yeah. day. <laughs> so, yeah. um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the song. I really enjoy, I started listening to him a little bit more and his, his music is, is different and that's what I'm enjoying. Um, it and- is quite different. Uh, the albums tend to be very theme based and almost like follow like a movie. Oh. Uh, the most recent one is definitely like that. And you can see the way it's structured. There's, there's a lot of samples um, in those samples. There's narratives that are coming together. Um, but 
I like it a lot. Yeah. And I really like uh, Little Dominic Snowflee's the album. And uh, the new one, Is This For Real, is really legit, too. There's, there's some tracks on there that I really like. Um, Stone's Throw Records, okay. too. So he's, he's, got, he's got good uh, availability because of that. Plus, he's like totally like underground-style tapes, vinyls only, cool shirts, inexpensive shows. Yep. Yeah, yep. great videos. Watch the video. Well, the No Loris video is awesome, but uh, Weed in L.A., that video is fucking legit. It I was just, a, I'm just, so I'm looking at watch. it right now. I'm going to probably, that's going to be our outro song, Weed in L.A., just because. It's such a fun song, and the video is so legit. Awesome. I love it. It's a little bit, it's a story, and there's there's like classic DJing in it. Yep. It's just like, it's it doesn't play the whole song. You know, and yeah, then yeah. because of the DJing aspect, like they're just like scribbling, you know, and and then there's a story going on about getting a bag of weed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a wish great. I was smoking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to listen to back and we can uh, spark something up. But uh, hey, great show, dude. I think we've, we've brought up some topics that will definitely spark some conversations. Um It'll probably spark a conversation with me and my wife at, at dinner. Um, so uh, we didn't talk about dinner. Oh, we didn't talk about dinner. Have you eaten yet? Because I haven't. <laughs> I did. Okay, what do you, you eat? You haven't ate yet. I made I made dinner and then came straight out here. So uh, uh, Steffi made uh, like spiced sweet potato fries and um, a angel hair pasta with uh, a spinach roasted garlic dressing. So it was like just bright. Oh, right. Green pasta. It was awesome. I still got roasted garlic taste in my mouth. I fucking love it. I love that. I've been roasting garlic a lot lately, especially with all the focaccia I'm making. Um, but I did French toast. French toast. I did uh, uh, chili powder potatoes. And I call them chili powder potatoes because it's like oil, chili powder, powder and a little bit of smoked paprika. And it's just they're, they're I boil them first, but then I fry them real hard in the cast iron. And they're like, medium diced and so they just did a little crunchy nice. bits yeah and then uh I love that french toast with some uh i we we do texas toast on the french toast um just some good old-fashioned really? oh yeah you know and and that's primarily because that's what uh maddie loves the the, the the texas toast the real thick egg style toast um so you're taking that and then putting it in a like egg batter that has like vanilla and sugar like yeah so my <clears throat> my my egg batter is vanilla um and brown sugar and i you know whip that up and then what i do at the end after so i'll, I'll get it i'll actually put it on the pan so it caramelizes the outside and then i take the french toast and i put it in the oven um at like it's usually like I'll have the oven cooking for bacon and I'll turn it off and then I'll put the the French toast in there and just keep it warm and it it slightly cooks the inside so it's not like too runny. Um, it actually gives it a really nice texture. And then I take powdered sugar and cinnamon and mix it up and I dust it with all that. Um, it's a really good way to do the cinnamon because a lot of people will put the cinnamon like in the yolk or in the egg mixture. It never works out. Because it, it separates, it gets all weird and clumpy. So I just put it in the powdered sugar, hit on, hit the top of the uh, uh, French toast with that. I love that idea. That's really smart. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Breakfast for dinner is, is a very um, 
very normal thing in my house. So I love the. I like that idea. We don't ever do it, but I I like that idea. Yeah, I think we're gonna. I'm definitely be trying that. You should definitely do it. Um, All right, dude. Well, I gotta get going. Uh, Great show tonight, and uh, we'll we'll be talking soon. Peace from the place where the sun sets. West side. (laughs) Yeah. I heard you legalized weed in LA. Oh, word. What I still don't mean to think. Me and my niggas been twisting trees without all of them taxis. I heard they legalized weed in LA. Oh, word. What well, then let out all the people that you got in jail. Locked up on a tent to sell. You feel me? Same old Dominique, a little stuck in my ways and moving up with an age of thank God for masses attached to the mass. When I told you all my last, it was gonna be past. You're making me laugh. Rising passes for the black kids in my neighborhood. Me, Brian, Sean, Brett, Anthony, single moms like a community and a family. Glory, you're guilty of Felicia and Sharice. Eating fried gizzard for dinner, saving the grease. Walking the scissors with my granny. Cantaloupe and mac and cheese. Mama came to LA from Ohio in her teens. Got about the house headed for California dreams. 1983's when the seas conceived. Next year in the summer heat came, baby Dominique. Born and raised in the only place where I wanna be. Little black and Hispanic kids running streets. Riding with my pops and he playing some soul. Stylistic temptations, miracles, Marvin Gaye, Tina Marie, the dramatics. Riding down Arlington about to hit Adams. Used to hit that dip in the hill when they had it. Really miss that dip in the hill when they had it. Butterflies in my stomach was automatic. When a little times got them archived in my file cabinet. A lot of things rose, went and came. A lot of those still stuck in my brain. Look around, see shit done change. But in my soul, all the feelings remain. So it's sort of strange. I heard they legalized weed in LA. Oh, word. What I still don't mean a thing. Me and my niggas still twisting trees without all of them taxis. I heard they legalized weed in LA. Oh, word. What and let out all the people that you got in jail.